Let us bow together. God, we come today thankful for the opportunity to get up and about for means of transportation from our homes to here. Thankful for air conditioning as the summer is upon us. Things are so different despite our many blessings. Things are so different than what we've known in the past and we pray especially for those who are making decisions in a context that would have been hardly imaginable six months ago. Especially as our school districts and administrators, colleges, workplaces are trying to decide when to reopen and how to reopen and all of the pieces that have to come together for that to happen. We pray for wisdom, O God. And we ask that you would give those who are in authority and those who are in places of influence good sense, wisdom, understanding. We pray for those who are in all levels of government from local to national and even the leaders of other countries around the world. Lord, we ask that you would give wisdom and guidance in these times. We thank you for all that we still have. Access to food and medication. The ability to sit back and read a book. Fans and air conditioning units and binoculars to look at the comet or to observe birds and squirrels playing in our backyard. Thank you for friends and family that we can see sometimes from a distance. And if we can't see them, at least we can speak with them on the phone, send them text messages. Lord, we're grateful for the ways that we can still maintain community even when we are sometimes relatively far apart. Today we pray that as your word is read and proclaimed that you would speak to our hearts, that we might remember that you love us, that you gave yourself for us, that you are ours and we are yours because of your commitment to us. And we thank you for Jesus who pardons our sins, who makes us whole and holy, who offers his spirit to us as we grow and become the men and women that you intend for us to be. Thank you for Jesus, the life that he offers. We pray all of these things in his name, and we pray the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Our Old Testament reading today comes from the book of Psalms. Psalm 139 we'll be sharing in verses 1 through 18 and 23 to 24. Hear the word of the Lord. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. Search me, O God. And know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, use your servant's lips, your people's ears and hearts, that as they are joined together today, whether here in this place or across the world through the wonder of technology. We ask that the seed of your word might be planted and brought forth with a resurrection joy. Amen and amen. What will 2021 bring? God knows what 2021 will bring. We're just over halfway through 2020. Who knows what the future holds? What will happen when we try to get together for Christmas or for Thanksgiving around a turkey, nice and basted, and when we want to gather with our family in a big gathering? Is that going to be possible or not? God knows whether that will be possible or not. I sure don't. What will happen next week? Will there be something 
strange, something unforeseen that happens to us. I know a lot of people that I am aware of who not only are their lives upended because of the pandemic, but odd things are just happening. When you have to go to a hospital in a pandemic, it's a difficult thing. It's a different kind of experience. When you have to go on a trip for your work, uh, it's a different kind of experience than it was even three or four months ago. What's going to happen next week? God knows what will happen next week. I surely don't, and very few do, or would claim to at this point. One of the things that Psalm 139 talks about is the knowledge of God, the intimate awareness of God of all that is happening in the world. And here is what I believe that God is teaching us in this psalm today. The God who is beyond our imagination knows all things and is unimaginably good. The God who is beyond our imagination knows all things and is unimaginably good. God knows us, you and me. He knows us in those parts of us that are virtuous and seeking God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. He knows when we try. Whether we succeed or not, God knows when we try. If you did something Tuesday afternoon because you love God, if that was your motivation, it doesn't matter whether it worked or whether it didn't work. It doesn't matter whether the outcome was what you expected or didn't expect. If your goal was to please God, God knows because God knows us. If last Thursday evening you thought of something that you believed God was leading you to do, and you thought, well, I'll do it in just a few minutes, and then you pulled out your smartphone with the latest iOS or Android version and tapped some social media icon and an hour and 45 minutes later you had scrolled until you were tired of scrolling and then you recognized that you missed your opportunity that you believed God was influencing you to do or to say God knows God knows every time we try. God knows when we are distracted and don't get a chance to do and to be who God intends for us to be. And the writer of the Psalms puts it this way. God knows our sitting down and our rising up. He knows what it is we're going to say before we even say it. He knows our life's work and our recreation and refreshment. He knows where we are, and he hems us in behind and before. Some of us can talk about like the craziest moments in our lives and some of the scariest moments in our lives. One of the scary moments in my life was when I was in a foreign country and I had an encounter with a gang. And one way that I knew that this was going to be an interesting encounter was that this group of people came and, and stood in front of me. And then I turned around and there was a group of people that were standing behind me. They were hemming me in, in front and behind, and I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew something was going to happen. 
And I didn't know if I was going to be hurt or if I was going to walk away with a wallet missing or something else missing. But I knew that something was going to happen. God hems us in behind and before. And unlike those people with nefarious intentions, God's intentions for us are good. God comes and stands in front of us and behind us and and says to us, I am for you, and if I am for you, who can be against you? No matter what road it is that you are traveling, in front of us and behind us and surrounding us is the God who knows us. And the writer finds this to be just an incredibly beautiful thought. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God, as the writer compares them to the grains of sand on the seashore. How vast is the sum of them. If I could count them all. Some of you love going to Myrtle Beach. I grew up not far from Myrtle Beach, so for most of my life, I thought, why would anybody want to go to Myrtle Beach? I spent a good deal of time there. Now, I will say that if I had my choice of the ideal vacation, it would not be Myrtle Beach. I do not like sand. And if you like sand, good for you. Myrtle Beach is a great place for you to go. Um, But I will tell you that if you go and you walk out on the beach, it won't take long for your socks to be filled with sand. It won't take long for your car where you sit to be full of sand. It won't take but a few hours um, for your bed sheets and your towels to have sand all over them. And if you stay for a couple of days, mark my words, your soap in the shower is going to have sand in it, and your toothbrush will have sand in it too. I don't know how it happens, but it happens. How weighty are your thoughts to me, says the psalmist. How vast the sum of them. I I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. More numerous than the sand, the thoughts of God, this God who is beyond our imagination, who knows all things and who is unimaginably good. Dear Christian, God knows you. God knows you. There is nowhere that lies outside the sphere of God's presence. There is no place that you can be that God is not. The psalmist puts it this way. Not in the heavens, the astronauts on the International Space Station are not outside the realm of God's providential love. Not to the east or to the west or the north or the south. There there is no nation on this earth. Those who are stationed for scientific purposes in Antarctica are not outside of the providential love of God. Not the darkness of experience. Not the darkness of circumstances. Not the hiddenness of our own shame. Nowhere lies outside the sphere of God's presence. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? 
If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. Nowhere lies outside the sphere of God's presence. There is no place that you and I can be where God is not. One of the things that breaks my heart about the last four months or so that we have endured together are those people who are in nursing facilities or in hospitals, those people who for whatever reason find themselves separated from those they love, find themselves alone, find themselves isolated. I hope if this happens again in 20 years, I hope you and I will take a chance to to reflect and to recognize that there is no place that we can ever be that God is not with us. The worst that can happen, now some would say this differs between extroverts and introverts. There are some ways where people say, well, yeah, the pandemic should be a dream for introverts. I'm an introvert, and trust me, it's anything but a dream. It's not a dream for introverts or extroverts. It's only a dream for Dr. Fauci, and for him, it's a nightmare. He says, I've been, this is what's kept me up for for decades, is thinking about something like this. But there may come a point in any one of our lives where we are alone, where we are isolated. Hear this, dear Christian. If the worst that can happen to us is that we are alone, the promises of God suggest that the worst that can happen to us is we are alone with God. If the worst that can happen to us is that we are alone, the promises of God are that the worst that can happen to us is that we will be alone with God. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And so, in these quiet moments of isolation that any human being may feel at at any time, pandemic or not, there's no ICU room, no room in a skilled care facility, there is no home on a hill so, so far away that God is not present with His children. If the worst that can happen to us is that we're alone. The worst that can happen to us is that we are alone with God. God knows how we were made. I love Psalm 139, 13 and 14. It was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made 
Wonderful are your works. That I know very well. I'm going to be a granddad. I'm way too young to be a granddad. But when I pray for my daughter and my son-in-law and this child that is being formed within her, my imagination goes to God knitting this child together in my daughter's womb. The image that I have of fingers Ears, toes being formed reminds me that God understands how we were made and it is fearfully and wonderfully made. And God's works, God's works are amazing. God knows how we were made. He knows our challenges. God knows our brokenness. God knows our limitations, our intentions, our hopes, our fears. God knows how we were made. And listen, earlier in the Psalms, in Psalm 103, there is this beautiful promise. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him for he knows how we were made he remembers that we are dust from dust we came to dust we shall return and yet God knows that we are made from the material that the stars are made from and God knows that we we are weak we have hopes and intentions that go unfulfilled We have dreams and aspirations that we never meet. We recognize that our own hopes fall far short of God's hopes for us. And yet he knows the stuff that we're made of. The God who is beyond our imagination knows all things and is unimaginably good. The God who is beyond our imagination knows all things and is unimaginably good. And this psalm closes with a simple prayer. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me. Use this vision and knowledge that you have, O God, to see who it is I really am. Search me. Test me. See what's on the inside. And lead me. Lead me in the way everlasting. The alternate translation of that is the way Jeremiah translates it. Lead me in the ancient paths lead me God knows us there's nowhere we can be that is outside of this sphere of God's influence and providential love God knows how we were made and God is unimaginably good and when we get this when we get that this God has been made known to us in Jesus, when we understand that the Lord reaches out to us, we can pray the prayer at the end of this beautiful psalm. 
And we can say, oh God, who knows all things, search me, know my heart, test me, know my thoughts, see if there's any wicked way in me, and then lead me. Lead me on those ancient paths. Lead me to follow Jesus more nearly. Lead me to accept the pardon that Jesus announces. Lead me to live by the Holy Spirit. Lead me in the way that is everlasting. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.